Hello, I'm John, the executive producer here at Final Show Films. I got a few notes for you before the show. First, I want to thank you all for watching. We couldn't do what we do or the amount of things that we do without the support of you, the viewer. If you want to support us financially, which we always appreciate, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us continue this and all the things that we do. I want to give a special shout out to our $25 supporters, Antitonic, Cat Waterflame, and Samantha Bates. Uh, second, I want to let you all know that we here at Final Show Films are planning a little get-together up at Gen Con this year. That's August 2nd through 5th up at Indianapolis. We're going to be up there sort of hanging out, enjoying the con, spending time together. And if any of you guys want to come up and say hi, please feel free. We don't bite unless you want us to. And if you enjoy whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to, be sure to check out our website at finalshowfilms.com where you can find links to all of our other content, both podcast and video. And be sure to follow me at John A. Bates on Twitter for more updates on all of the content we're creating in the future. In the meantime, thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoy. Longsword with no edge. And we're live. <laughs> Hello, everybody. As we discuss derivations and sword blades. We've discussed dwarfs since we got high. There are many much swords. But, welcome everyone to this Warcraft RPG campaign. I am William, and I am the Dungeon Master for Storm, Earth, and Fire. Yeah, caught on your thing. And <laughs> I am caught on all the things. Joining me today, we have our players... Starting with John, who is caught on Austin. Yeah. I'm <laughs> caught on Austin, Austin's on the table, and I'm playing Garrick, the orc shaman warrior now. And Austin. I'm Austin, and I'm playing a troll who is also a hunter who makes friends with all the wildlife and or eats them, and or both. Depends on how I'm feeling at the time. And his name is Jangatal. Jangatal. And Holly. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Gianna Flame Carver. She's a rogue. She hates the world. We I'm hope you can hear her. She's under the table. I'm in pain. I'm laying down. She's definitely showing under up on the, the levels. Table. Yeah. Under the table. It's nothing like being under the sea. Good, because you can breathe <laughs> under there, I hope. I'm playing Break Earth Whisper, Torin Runemaster. And we'll be joined shortly by Zachary, but not by Stan. We didn't abandon Rudy present. on the other side of the table, just Zach's running late. Yeah, <laughs> Zach's running a bit late. Uh, Stan will not be here this week. Um, but when last we joined. It's kind of funny, like we're like over here getting stuff on each other. There's a whole fucking side of the table over there. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Rudy needs that. Rudy needs that leg room. <laughs> Rudy needs all that leg room. He, he is very tall. See, Rudy can lay down too and be under the table also. <laughs> yeah, but if Rudy lays down, you can still see him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when 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 last we left our recruits to the Horde military, uh, the group of them had decided after an evening of rest to make a journey towards Gadgetzan. Um, several days later, they found their, they found themselves in the uh, marsh of uh, Dustwallow Marsh. Um, <laughs> Shock. Uh, and made their way through that after a brief evening of rest at what appeared to be the remnants of a destroyed inn by the name of Shady Rest Inn. 
uh, which was an interesting evening full of maybe ghosts. Um, but there may be a couch over here. I'm sorry. Back, not to the side. I'm sorry, there. guys. Now I can pull this out. <laughs> Um, after an evening rest at the Shady Rest, uh, they moved on and continued on for another couple of days after the troll in the party, Jangatal, decided to p- perhaps per- procure, as I stumble over my own tongue, procure a, uh, a necropolis <coughs> for transportation, um, which proved fruitful when they eventually ran and found themselves running across a tar beast. As it turns out, the tar beast's natural enemy is the crocolisk, or so it seems. Um, but a short while later, the after skirting around the black dragon, a whelp, uh, that had seemed to be wandering the swamps, the group came upon the goblin outpost of Mudsprocket, where they proceeded to spend a little bit of money, get some resources. Uh, Leaf, who is not currently present, learned a little bit more about the Cabal of Five and a Third, and one of their <coughs> known members, one Memem, uh, who is known to be in Gadget Zan at the time, and decided to take a rest there for the evening. Um, what book is the full blade in, by the way? That one. Uh, it's a 2d8 instead of a 2d6, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at costs. I need to actually buy one if I want to use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and decided to take a, a, an evening's rest uh, here after uh, Josh, who was also not here today, um, took some time to get some resources and do some work on their projects. Uh, and we joined the group the next day as they all... Actually, the troll was going to try to do something that evening. Go ahead. And we'll... Uh, we'll, we'll before we join the rest of the group the next morning, Jangatal, you had something to do the previous evening. The the troll is going to... You said there was an armorer. Yes. The troll is going to go to the armorer mm-hmm. and pull out uh, some scorpion plates, put them on the table. There's a goblin in the, in the, in the armory uh, who kind of looks down at the pile of plates that you just kind of dumped on the table... All right, you got my attention. Now get my interest. What you want with this? Um, he's going to point at his ragged, rough armor and then point at the plates. Not much of a talker, are you? Going to point at the ragged, rough armor <laughs> and then point at the plates and then point at the armor on the wall and then point at the plates. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um... Probably make something out of that, but uh, what kind of army are you talking about here? I'm going to go uh, walk over to like the lighter shirts, like your chain, like your chain shirt, breastplate type thing, and point at that. Mechanically, we're talking the equivalent of a chain shirt, but you can't make chains out of a out of chitin. Yeah, out of chitin. But you can't make medium or heavy armor out of chitin either, so yeah. I'm hoping we'll meet somewhere in the middle of light. Somewhere in the middle of light? Yes. Alright. Uh, weapons, armor, shields, armor. Uh, which, do you know which book Nerubian Chitin was in as a material? Uh, Nerubian Chitin is in the Lands of Mystery and basically behaves as knockoff mithril, reducing the. Uh, AC penalty and dex penalty by one. Ah, okay. 
Also, before going to sleep, I'm going to try to see if I can buy an orange full blade. Uh, probably not here in Goblin Town. Never know. They might have picked one up off of somebody. Yeah. Might, might have, but it only costs twenty-five gold. So currently, they do not have one. I retcon to have bought one elsewhere. Where? I didn't realize it was twenty-five gold. Where? Because um, you didn't get paid until you were in. Uh, I've had one hundred thirty. I've had one hundred thirty gold for a while. Yeah, but the problem is everywhere we've been has been short supplied. That's fair. When you get to Gadget Sand, you'll probably be able to buy one. You can buy anything in Gadget Sand. I'll buy one in Gadget Sand. You can probably, you can probably legitimately buy anything in Gadget Sand. You can find anything in Gadget Sand. I also just want to get a great crossbow for no reason. Just to have a great crossbow? Just because it's sort of a cool looking thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know. It's a giant spiked it's heavy crossbow. Shushunk. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. I can't use it because it requires an exotic weapon proficiency. Aren't the hooks just supposed to be mounted, sir? <laughs> they are, yes. This one isn't. It actually is. It actually says, um, this enormous crossbow, also known as an arbalest, is far too unwieldy to use without special training and thus requires its own exotic weapon proficiency. The bow portion of this weapon measures four feet across, and the length is an amazing six feet. The weapon fires bolts so massive that they fell even the strongest opposition... It's only 2d6. Um, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a cross, it's, but it's, it's like, like a great, great sword. sword. Yeah. You're yeah. firing great swords at people. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like Fell's the strongest of opposition, great sword damage, is not quite the same thing. I mean... Enough of them will fell the greatest opposition. I was about to say, great swords are some of the heaviest weapons that a melee fighter ever uses. A great dual crank winch is needed to needed to draw back the bowstring. Most great crossbows come with this winch, winch pre-installed, meaning some don't. No, I'm imagining it's like oh, yeah. an ogre just being so, like... Proof. Loading a great crossbow requires a full round action to evoke attack of opportunity. A great crossbow can be hand drawn, but the wielder must have a strength score of at least twenty one to do so. <laughs> More than you can naturally literal get. superhuman strength. <laughs> uh, anyway, cost uh, materials uh, cannot be fired one handed by medium creatures or smaller. <laughs> no duh. I uh, will say, uh. Ogre's too milk. <laughs> it'll take, uh, probably, uh. <clears throat> give you about three days. Uh, I became Australian for a second. Give you about yeah, three days of work and a uh, 400 gold, and I can probably put this together for you. The troll looks him, uh, oddly. He puts he, he he sets down a stack of gold a hundred high. See this? Four of them. He looks at the fingers. That many. Of these. He's a he looks stack. at the he looks at the, the useless little pieces of metal and and, and and squints his eyes. Stack like this? Four. He looks back at the goblin and looks at the thing of gold, and then points at his armor. Points at the, the thing. Points at the thing on the wall. You know, the things I do for money. Hey, you want me to make that? I need four of these. He picks it up and separates it into four piles and jumps it back. No, four of them that are like this. He says, pointing at the hundred at the hundred gold tall stack. 
finds things that are that height and puts them on the counter. This goes on. You this know, goes on for about 15 minutes until he's, eventually... He, he's not getting the play, so we're Until eventually out. one of them picks up the... Uh, until eventually one of them leaves. Presumably the troll with his Scorpio plates in tow. Probably. I have your money, don't I? Uh, especially... Yeah, the troll doesn't have any money. Especially once <laughs> he the... He does. I'm, I just have it. Especially once the other goblin guards start showing up in steam suits to figure out who's bothering the blacksmith. <laughs> So. Alright, next day. <laughs> that goes on for a while. Nothing happens. We move on. Shangatal wastes some time. <laughs> Generally. Alright. So you all get up in the morning. <coughs> so how much further do we have to go from here? Um... Have we reached? We haven't reached Thousand Needles yet. No, um, you'll actually pass. Going you'll, 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 be, you'll be circumventing oh. most of Thousand Needles. Um, oh, okay. Um, Swamp. You're because okay. So you can be popping on screen for just a second. You see, instead of playing planes, we played Swamp. So basically, you've gone from Desolation Hold, which is right here, roughly. Uh huh. You've gone down into Dustwall and Marsh, and you're going to be headed, and you've reached Mudsprocket here over the course of about a week or like ten days of travel. Okay. Uh, and then you'll be traveling down through the Shimmering Flats, which is at the other end of Thousand Needles, into okay. Gadget, into Tanaris to get to Gadget's End, or you can try and find water transport around the outside. Okay. Mudsprocket is not a, is not a port. No, Mudsprocket is not a port town. Is there a port that we know of? Not that you know of. Okay. Well, there is a well, port I mean, that we know there of. There is a port that you know of. It's called uh, Aramore. Yeah, no. We're going south. <laughs> if the rest of you could learn how to ride crocolisks, we could go a whole lot faster. I mean, if the rest of you could learn how to communicate with the spirits, we could ask the water to take us there, but... I like how you reply in-game to my out-of-game comment. Troll <laughs> certainly didn't say that. I know. Yeah, I know. And I was Austin. Troll might look at you funny, but he does that anyway. That was to Austin. That wasn't in-game. It was just using my in-game voice. Because my in-game voice is the one that she experienced. Because he likes to sound important. Ooh. No, because my in-game voice is the one that speaks spirits. I don't speak with spirits. They don't talk to me. Anyways... Well, you don't know that. You just don't hear them. That's fair. Maybe you're just not listening. <laughs> I've been listening all my life. <laughs> There's been nothing. All right, so you all head out, heading south. Away we go. Uh, it's it'll be about because the the way the the way that the the transit from Dustwallow Marsh to Shimmering Flats goes is. The, the Shimmering Flats has sort of this um, barrier barrier ring of, of mountainside mm-hmm. that sort of creates a massive rain shadow, which is why the area underneath is giant desert, um, which is where the, the, the Mirage Raceway the map. Um, was at. The other one. Um, and so it's uh, it's about six hours before you crest the the top of the of the hill barriers that um, that that form the barrier around uh, the shimmering flats and the thousand needles. 
And you're expecting to see a bleached white desert uh, that stretches on into the horizon off to on until you see the other end of uh, the mountain range breaking its separation from Tanaris. But instead, you are greeted with a lake. A massive pool of water with small jutting pillars of rock occasionally breaking the surface. And where the western end of the mountain and hi- of the mountainous hill region that would normally be separating it from the ocean was is now just a massive gulf mouth letting out into the ocean. Fresh or salt water? Salt water. Cannot drink what is now the Thousand Needles Lake. Well, especially because even if it was fresh water at first, it flew into a desert. It seems we're going to have to minerals. It seems we're going to have to find a way across that. I say, pointing at the lake. Are we talking lake as far as you can see, or a few hundred feet, or we're there? Oh, (laughs) it's wet. That's what it is now. That's, That's a, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So is it like a big lake? Polly, do you see that? Yeah. See the blue? That's water. So it's like a big lake. Yes, it's like a big lake. Yeah. It's, or a small sea. It's yeah, it's roughly the size of all of the Great Lakes. <laughs> just merged into one big puddle. It's sort of like if you took the state of um, I want to say Tennessee and just made it a lake. More round, but yeah. Okay. Anyone got a boat? Do I see any boats on the water? Actually, you do. Um, There is, in the center of this massive lake, a mm, I want to say like it's almost a small village floating on the water. It's maybe a half mile in length. This massive barge made out of metal plates and air tubes that stretches across a large portion of the view with massive fans on all sides that are slowly turning in some locations as it slowly keeps its position in the middle of the lake. Um... You see a variety of flags one of the blue ones. Um, hanging and like parading across different areas of it and some makeshift docks that have been put together. In fact, this entire barge looks incredibly makeshift, but it seems to be supporting the uh, inhabitants who are living on it. And you can see a variety of sparkling uh, phlogiston-fueled lights, um, the sort of greenish glow that they give off. They do, I say, pointing at that ship. <coughs> um, and then I'm going to start looking around to see if we can scavenge stuff to make a boat. Because uh, I, I have both trade carpentry and a survival skill. Yeah. <laughs> Which would certainly be what you would need. <laughs> um, 
Go ahead and roll me a survival check to see if you can find the spare wood. Uh, 18. 18? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find enough wood uh, that you could probably put together. It wouldn't be a fancy boat. Um, and it would be more like a raft, honestly. I mean, we're not in a rush. Could I just uh, Could I just take 20? No. no. Taking the, 20 implies you have optimum conditions. Okay. Also, taking 20 means that there is no risk of failure. Yeah. Um, and so, the... Uh, yeah, the essential you can you it won't be a it'll basically be a raft. Yeah, uh, it won't be it won't be fancy. But yes. you can you can because especially because of the size of your of your party members. Does um, does Jean Gattal see me scavenging for wood and try to help? Um. Oh. Uh, let's see. The island the the the, the jungle islands I was on. Was there much need to travel on or off the islands? Um, if you wanted to get anywhere else, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an island, so the answer is yes. Well, the I mean, e- the but e- for, for myself or the the raptors. Uh, well, so the Echo Isles are kind of a, a an <clears throat> island, a series of islands connected in some locations by small sandbars. Okay. Um... So they they were relatively connected, so you could generally walk from one island to another with like like ankle or shin height water. Just wait for the tides to go down and then yeah, cross. Um. So among the islands, there wasn't a whole lot of need for water passage, um, but if you needed to get to the mainland, you would have to go by water, basically. How long does it look like it would take to cross this? Uh, if you had a boat and the winds were always in your favor, um, probably you're probably looking at like a 32-hour journey. I'm just trying to get to the. And that's 32 area. hours of motion, obviously. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to the boat because uh, they'll have. That'd be about 16 hours. So there's no training whales to ride us across. There aren't any whales. <laughs> Not even oh, that, a battle whale? That can be fixed. Um, and that is, that, is, that is, of course, assuming you have a boat that moves only at, like, wind-driven speeds. Um, he also was couching. When you're on? Survival. Survival? 24. 24? Yeah. Between the two of you, you can definitely find enough wood to make... A little more serviceable than just a raft, but still not a lot in terms of boat. But I'll start making a raft. All right, go ahead and roll me a carpentry check. That's a natural one. <laughs> Can I take ten? No. You un- unfortunately, as you're as you're trying to lash some of these uh, pieces of driftwood together, um, you as you're as you're putting it together, you have to put it together near the near the shore, obviously, because you don't want to lug the entire thing. Uh, to the water with you. Um, but as you're putting it together, a particularly heavy wave crashes into your location, and as as you're forced to retreat, it takes a good deal of the driftwood that you had piled up with it. Yeah. Uh, gotta keep trying, because we need to make a thing. Well, you got to find more wood. I suppose a crocolisk probably didn't leave the swamps. No. Yeah. It's not an animal companion. It's not going to leave a natural habitat for you. We will look for some more wood. All right. 
But you can roll a survival check. It's going to be more difficult. Uh, 16. 16? Mm-hmm. 28. 28? Alright. I'm going to be uh, seeing if I can find any good sources of fresh water to stock up on lots of water if we're going to be traveling across this. Okay. How? Uh... Well, we just kind of a marsh, so I'm going to see what I can, like, waterlogged plants, uh, any, like, collections of rainwater. I mean, we had a tidal wave recently. Uh, a tidal wave carrying mostly salt water. Pardon? A tidal wave carrying mostly salt water. Yes, but there are ways to sift that. The biggest thing is any, any plants have strained water, and especially in a marsh, you're going to have a lot of plants... That have water, but in the we're, we're this was a desert, so the plants around here will be storing a lot of water, and they've had a lot of water recently to put into their stores. Yeah. So go to my survival. Uh, two of you managed to restock most of the wood that you lost. I rolled a twenty on my next carpentry check. Okay. Yeah. So over over the course of the evening, you will put together basically fifty gold worth of raft, which is enough to carry you guys across. Good. It is your stereotypical raft. Basically. 30 survivor. Okay, yeah, you managed you manage to basically piece together some of the um, more succulent plants that um, would have existed in the area ap- after the tidal wave that would have survived the wave. Um, you basically got enough, enough water stores that will probably make you to... It probably won't make you all the way across, but it'll make you to the barge at least. So we got a day's worth. Yeah. Uh, the troll will throw a bunch of cacti on your raft. Okay. Um, I'm I'm loading the raft with all of our stuff in such a way that it is equally balanced, so it doesn't tip anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you and the Torrent are on opposite sides of the boat. <laughs> oh no, we're in the middle, <laughs> at the mast. <laughs> um, and yeah, all right. So <clears throat> we'll try to get to the barge. They'll have. More constructed means of conveyance to get to Gadget Sand from there. At the very least. Very well. And if they don't, they'll at the very least have supplies so we can continue on. Sound good for everyone? Sound good. We'll load everyone up onto the thing. Unfurl the unfurl the um the 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 uh, the the sail is the word that I couldn't think of for some reason, and I will hand a makeshift oar to Jean Gatal. See if he see if he knows what to do with it. A spear without a point. <laughs> a spear without a point. It might be pointless. Gianna takes it, sits it in the water, and does like the motion. Hands it back to him. It's, it's basically just a long pole. With a flat end. Yeah. We're, we're not, um... Oh, what's it called? Bunting? Actually, not bunting? How deep is the lake? Can we tell? We're not bunting the lake. Several hundred feet deep. Okay, yeah, no, we're not. Jump in, find out. I mean, I could. <laughs> it's too deep to see the bottom. Okay. The, the troll will begin... The paddling procedure, um, and I will be I will be uh, asking the spirits of air to help us with our journey. Only a spirit check. Spirits of air, could you blow I'm this a, way? I'm a cloud speaker. Uh, that's a eighteen. 
fortunately enough, winds are favorable today, so you're getting a little bit of a boost, but you are mostly going under rowing power. Yeah. So. And the two heaviest people sitting in the middle going, don't move. Who's the other rower? Uh, I'll give one to Leaf. You and Leaf. Leaf. Yeah. And say, don't give one to the one-armed person. Yeah. Leaf. We don't have any other options if we don't want the thing to capsize. Here's the thing. Rowing is mostly about stamina, and Leaf's got a good stamina. This is true. It's an endurance test. It's not as good as my stamina, but... Yes, we're not all trolls. (laughs) And the other two optimal rowers would sink the ship. (laughs) We can give it to the goblin. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'd probably do okay. Probably. I I have a fairly decent stamina. But it depends on whether or not the paddle is cinched in so you can use it one-handed. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. thing. It's, like, it's, it's not that you wouldn't be good at it, it's that it's harder for you to paddle because you only have one. Yeah, no, these, it is a two-handed activity. Yeah, you, you, haven't, you haven't had the uh, option to make a, a, a lock for the oars, so you're basically having to steer with both hands. She yeah. probably doesn't have much experience doing this. Like, so. if you, you, know, you, could probably one hand, you probably could one-handed paddle, but you'd have to learn. Yeah, it, it would take time. Yeah. Alright. <coughs> Fortunately, <coughs> rowing is a relatively simple task. It's just a matter of endurance. So, Alright, we row, and I ask the spirits of air and the spirits of water. Sure, why not? Both of them to help us move along. Spirits of air, move us. Spirits of water, don't move us! No, spirits of water, <laughs> move us in the same direction. No, gently. move us at a consistent move and gentle pace. Move at a consistent pace. and gentle pace, yes. Alright. So, those of you who are rowing, which I'll need to make for for four leaf. Oh yeah, his fort save is ridiculous, if I recall. Yep, make me a fort save. Because he's got those human levels. How does a 27 do? Pretty good. Let me see... What he's Save craft. Well, with an 18 on the dice, I'm going to assume he does well. I think his fort save is a plus nine or something. Yeah, it's it's at the very least decent. So, between the two of you, you end up rowing well into the night, um, which the two of you could probably go for a little bit longer, but it's not something that you'll be able to do until the morning, obviously, because you've been walking for six hours and haven't slept yet. Um, Yeah. So either you'll have to take shifts with someone else, or you will have to put the oars down and let wind guide you for a bit while you sleep at some point. So where are we currently? Um, we, how far to the to the boat? Probably about five or six hours in uh, from the shore, which means you got about ten hours, eleven hours left to make it to the uh, to make it to the the barge. How hard would it be to, like, press on? I need you to make another fortitude save, and this one would be rather difficult. They can just let it, let it, like... I'm going to continue helping, help, you know, sort of communing with the spirits to guide us, so we should, we'll, be, we'll, we'll still be moving in the right direction. You only need to sleep, too, though. I can push through it. 
I'll be I'll be exhausted by the time we get there, but then we'll be there. <laughs> if I can sleep at that point. That's what we were assuming. Yeah. Um, Unless something drastic happens and the barge sinks, in which case... You, said, you said we could go for a couple more hours. Yeah, theoretically. Um, so that's... So, I mean, we'll end up... Because you said with the saves we can make a couple more hours so we can get it, what, about halfway to the boat? Yeah. About halfway, if you push it. And then we need to either make some much I, harder fort saves... make much harder fort saves to not take exhaustion or just stop. And sleep. And let the water and wind carry you for a bit. In theory, couldn't the two of them take over if they had rested while we were paddling? Very carefully, but he wasn't resting. He was trying to help guide you with spirits. Uh, the goblin's probably not much help rowing. No. Can we use the goblin as an oar? No. Goblins are very inefficiently shaped for that. Also, they bend too much. Shiana could attempt to row. Can I? What do I need to roll for that? Well, we find out after you decide if you're going to switch out or not. I mean, she's all for rowing or attempting to. I mean, Brick could, like, sort of get in the water at the back end of the boat and, like, push it along. <laughs> that way he's not sinking the boat or sinking after the raft. I don't think Brick's got that good of a swimming ability. It's all right. It's not, it's it's not great. It's okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm up for pushing through, just seeing if we can get to that boat. Well, you want to go to the evening without sleep? Do what I can. And hey, I, can, I, always, I can always just use Marco Bigger. Sorry. What does Marco Bigger do? It removes uh, it removes the t- It was hilarious. We kept using it all last session. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, the natural 20 from Leaf, and he uh, gets a second wind. From a natural 20 from the <laughs> Troll. <laughs> Alright. So the two of you... You're definitely going to be fatigued. Not exhausted, but fatigued. Yes. Um, we'll be ready for a nap. <laughs> Mark a <of> figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think want to rest, anyway. <laughs> when, when, you, when you reach the... Uh, and you go for another... 10 or 11 hours, which means through the through the night almost to the morning, basically, uh, when you finally manage to pull your dinky little raft up to this uh, massive metal speed barge. And I've been like, just, I've just been concentrating on spirits the whole night. Just, come on. Okay, we're almost there. Ah. <sighs> Thank you, spirits, for not capsizing us. You, you see a... Uh, as you approach, there is a dock uh, to be set up. Um, and uh, watching your approach is a goblin with a pair of uh, hobgoblins at his side. Uh, hobgoblins are a thing that most of you haven't seen before, but uh, Josh can inform you are basically experimental servants that goblins use to, they're like somewhere halfway between uh, they're not as big as an ogre but also way easier to manipulate um, uh, and the, the goblin and his two hog goblins uh, as, as you approach well 
Fancy seeing some new arrivals. Welcome to the Speed Barge. I see the goblins of the shim- of the what is it, shimmering flats. Yes, of the shimmering flats adapted well. Yeah, we got some gnomish hangers on too, but uh, we are seeking passage to Gadgetzan. Well, we might be able to set you up with something a little bit better than that uh, tiny little raft, if you're willing to pay the docking fee. What's the docking fee? Ten gold. Just because I, I it, it, docking fee seems like a legitimate thing that that goblins would do, I am still going to do a sense motive check though, just because I'm uh, that's a that's a that's a not a one, but that makes it a six. <laughs> I'm assuming I just like yeah no it seems like it seems like it. it's hard to say with goblins mm-hmm. because a lot of things that someone thought up as a way to fleece people becomes their legitimate business practice. I will give him ten gold. All right, welcome to the speed barge. If you need anything, talk to Fizzle and Pazik. They're the ones who run this place, and they're the ones who'll deal with your problems. I gotta make sure everything's running nice and smooth, like he says as he takes his two hobgoblin thugs, basically, and heads off deeper into the barge. Right. Um, so, who was, sorry, who did you say to look for? Fizzle and Pazik. Fizzle and Pazik. Well, let's see what we can find here on the barge. And head in! Yep. So, you head in, and you are immediately greeted with an environment that is almost like... Um, sort of miniature New Orleans at night. I was mentioning like Vegas. Kind of, yeah. Actually, yeah. It's probably it's probably more accurate. Where it's just like there's a lot of string lights and like um, like gaslight kind of uh, ornamentation, and just a bunch of stalls set up in various locations and like shanty houses made of scrap metal. As this is literally, it is a giant. Boat city that is housing a shanty town worth of goblins and gnomes, basically. Yep. So, like, like Bourbon Street, but without the bacchanalia. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's goblins, it's bacchanalia. <laughs> and so you you see like there's there's you know goblins and gnomes hawking their wares you know get your samaflange get your samaflange what does it do doesn't matter get your samaflange uh, is there anyone selling orcish full blades <laughs> unfortunately no get your orcish so we then uh jang were were uh, exhausted yes they were fatigued they were fatigued okay so i will use to mark uh, mark the vigor on them so they Press a rock to each of your foreheads. I still suggest you get some sleep. (laughs) Here's some coffee. (laughs) Basically. Here's some magic coffee. It's like, mechanically, we're okay, but... I still suggest you get some sleep eventually. Yeah. Sleep eventually. Anyways, uh, let's try to find... Fizzle and Posy. Or Posic. Yeah, Fizzle and Posic. 
fizzle and pause it. It's hard to miss um, because there is sort of like the, the, the barge kind of has an upward slope as you head to the back as it gets taller and taller. Mm-hmm. And at the very top, there is sort of the, 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 the Vegas flashing neon <clears throat> signs with just a goblin head and a gnome head, each of them kind of staring at each other kind of angrily while, you know, with the, the cocksure grin. The one under the gnome just says fizzle, the one under the goblin just says posic, and then there's those two giant curving arrows pointing to the interior of what looks like a, a, like a, a main office. So now we're in Vegas. I may be wrong, but I think they're there. The troll looks at it, cocks his head, shrugs his shoulders. I say to the group. <laughs> troll can't read, he don't care. Uh, head towards the arrows. Oh, uh, Hero, you got released, by the way. Oh, finally. Yes, it's out. On Steam. Yeah, so you, you walk, like and it's... It's probably another twenty minutes of walking because you're like you're walking across the length of the speed bar. Uh, but you you eventually oh, there's a Zachary or a burglar, probably a Zachary, maybe a burglar. Let's be prepared for a burglar. Everyone, arm yourselves. Maybe, okay. Maybe both. <laughs> I've got a pencil. I'm right in the eye. I have a space heater over here. Throw it in. I have two hundred and forty pounds of myself. Oh. I'm still lighter than you. Yes. I'm six and a half feet tall. I know. I'm overweight. Reveal yourself, burglar. You should probably go sit down That's now. That's the Zach. weirdest burglar I have ever seen. I was prepared to go for the eyes, though, so. But he's got sunglasses on, so they would deflect I go through you the sunglasses. You can remove the sunglasses. I can go through the sunglasses. No, they're adamantine. <laughs> adamantine See, I would just remove the sunglasses and gouge the eyes out. What about Zach makes you think he could afford adamantine sunglasses? What, do you mean what makes you think <laughs> I, I wouldn't put the absolute most consideration into any of my headgear? I reiterate, afford adamantine sunglasses. How much money do you think Project X cost? I mean... Or Weapon X cost. I acquired them. I never said I purchased them. <laughs> anyway... I have connections. What you have, what you have missed, uh, was the group heading south uh, towards the Shimmering Flats, hoping to get across. Finding out the Shimmering Flats is now the Shimmering Depths because it has been flooded and is now a gigantic lake. Hmm. And then um, we made a, we made a, we made a, we made a, a raft and rowed our way across to the speed barge in the middle of it. Yeah, because there's there's a giant city-sized boat basically in the middle of the lake. Um, which the crew has just managed to make it to after about um, 16 hours of rafting. Good job, by the way. Which yeah, you, you, which you were one of the rafters for. You were one of the rowers. You and the troll. I mean, hey, I imagine that would be constant. Yeah, stand yep. based. Fort save. So, hey, I have a very, very good fort save. Your, what is your fort save, by the way? You um, rolled an 18 and a 20, so let's... I think my fort save is something in the neighborhood of, like, plus 7. Oh, so it's only as good as mine? My fort save is plus five. Yeah, plus seven. Oh, mine's actually plus eight. It was plus eight because I was a monkey. So. My highest save is my, my will save, which is plus six. My will save is ten, that's right. My will save is two. I have really Please bad don't saves. hit me with will saves. Hit him with will saves, guys. Actually, your, your, your saves are average. Comparatively, I have bad saves. Uh, anyway, so. 
I have the same good saves that he does. His is a 7 and a, tw- and a 10. Mine's a 5 and a 6. <laughs> well, except I have like a bunch of different classes, so all yeah. of my saves are weird. Yeah. Like, thankfully, my reflex save now doesn't totally suck. AKA, it's not negative anymore. <laughs> Thank you, leveling Pinker. But yeah, so... Your arrival... Um... You were greeted with a, a goblin who charged a ten gold docking fee um, for your for your raft, mm-hmm. uh, and told to go and visit if you needed anything. That sounds like a ripoff, but you know, yeah, but legitimate goblin business business practice. Eh, I didn't pay it. Goblin business. That's what practice. I said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but you were told if you needed anything super significant, or if you needed any directions, go talk to Fizzle and Posic because you're their problem now. Um, and then upon getting to the top of the boat there's a big sign that says Fizzle and Posic with arrows pointing to a building we're going there, assuming they're there cool you're in a place that is somewhere between like New Orleans and Vegas basically on a, on a boat, on a boat. <laughs> we're, we're on a New Orleans steamboat yeah okay then I mean if New Orleans was a steamboat <laughs> Nice. You know, there's there's like stalls set up in various locations, like the, an entire shanty town built on top of this boat with goblins and no. You know what I just realized? Here. You know what I just realized? Uh, the New Orleans analog in World of Warcraft got flooded after the mountain broke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Fucking blizzard. <laughs> Because Kazan was the New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. seriously. Um, Gotta build them levees. All right, so after about you know, like I said like twenty minutes of walking, and you end up at, at the at the building basically because you have to walk across the length of this giant speed barge. Um, and you walk into the the building, and you see the. There is uh, a goblin and a gnome who are in the middle of yet another argument. You can only you can only surmise based on how the the rest of the people in the room seem to be just kind of going about business as usual. There is a uh, um, a middle aged looking gnome, which is difficult to tell with gnomish lifespans, but his hair is completely white, which might not be age. That might just be his natural hair color, because gnomes have that thing. Um, who, who's uh, got like the the um, the the ch- just the chin goatee and the mutton chops that are separate? Yeah. Um, He's got the gnome the gnome facial hair. Uh, gnome facial hair number two. <laughs> with uh, his his hair is kind of like a flat top with a little bit of bangs on the front, so creating that sort of like. Um, 90s event, like the Journey to the Center of the Earth. Um, what's his name? Main actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's that? Mm-hmm. He's got this. Yes, that facial hair, but it's white. <laughs> I don't know if that's good enough or not, but whatever. <laughs> um. Uh, and he, and he, he has uh, just like this one. Uh, monocle-like uh, lens over his right eye that looks kind of telescopic, like it can zoom in and out or be adjusted. Gnomes only have four fingers? Yeah. 
weird. Yep. I think Goblin's only had four, too. I don't know. It's hard to tell because he's in a glove. A death glove. Made of death. And glove. I will investigate this more thoroughly. I mean, Tarans only have three fingers. Yeah, but they're cows. Cows don't have fingers, Austin. Exactly. exactly. So they had to find the middle ground, and the middle ground between five, either one or zero, depending on how you count it, and five is three. I mean, that's not it's inaccurate. Illogical. That's not inaccurate, actually. They have four fingers. Yes, goblins have four. Awesome. I'm glad we've settled. No, he still has like a third of his arm. <laughs> Yeah, gnomes and, gnomes and gallons both have four fingers. <laughs> but anyway. And, they, and then the, the, the goblin... The goblin in question um, is probably in his 30s or 40s. Goblins have a much more human lifespan. Um, and uh, he's got like the, the 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 like the stubble on his chin that gives him sort of yeah, that, that, that sort of rugged goblin look with fingers. the hair pulled back into a high top knot. Um, we found an inconsistency. Sorry, some artwork has Tarin having three fingers, but this artwork has a Tarin with four fingers. As does this artwork. But the artwork for the Tarin race only has three fingers. Yeah, Tarin should only have three fingers. Someone needs to tell that to Seder. Someone needs to tell that to the official artwork in the book. <laughs> this aside, brought to you by Continue. our ADHD. Continue. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> by our ADD combined. <laughs> so the, the two of them are in, in, in the middle of this argument of, like, the... It's like... Uh, presumably about um, some variety of mechanical mishap or scuffle that the goblins and gnomes had gotten into somewhere down, but it, it, you, you sort of just overhear traces of yeah, next time they won't be walking away with just a broken leg, so keep them out of it, and the gnome, and the gnome is like there's really no way to make sure that that was not an accident. Just leave it alone. And, and uh, like the conversation kind of trails off as the group of you enter. Ah, I see we got some newcomers. And looks like a uh, horde folks. Good, good. Fizzle, go deal with your techies or whatever. These guys are mine. And the, the gnome kind of looks over the group of you with this kind of faintly disapproving look as he sees members of the horde present on the bar. He doesn't even come to my shin, does he? No. <laughs> but he doesn't look like he's phased by that. He's used, he's used yeah. to that. Uh, and kind of looks across all of you. Stay out of trouble, is all he offers. And then he just kind of uh, walks off into a different room. I glare over at whatever ghostly ghostly re- remain there is of uh, Josh. I'm assuming Josh. that Josh has wandered off and is already crafting tools and is crafting the bananas out of some stuff. Probably. He like seriously, he doesn't even know how the bananas got in there. But just don't ask. It's gnomish tech. So he like crafts stuff so hard that bananas come out? No, they have three. I mean, they very consistently have three. Here's another Torin, by the way, with four fingers. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's one picture of Torm with There's three fingers. There's only one picture of them with three fingers in the whole book. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the other books are fairly consistent on three, though, like cover art or whatever. Don't don't worry, I will count and I will number. <laughs> we will determine the number of Torin with three versus four fingers in a minute. Anyways, anyway, so um, I'll pause it. Kind of looks up. All right, so newcomers in the hall. What can I do for you? We're looking for passage to ga- to Gadgetzan. Gadgetzan, eh? Yes. I think I could probably get something arranged for you. How are you looking to pay for that passage? With coin or with favors? Depends on how much coin it costs. Well... And what the favors are. Oh, well, favors is usually come some kind of sabotage or mechanical engineering or anything to cause a little bit of trouble for the gnomes just to, just to make my life a little bit more entertaining. But... We've also got some other problems that we could use some help with, but if you're looking for travel, I could probably have a ship chartered for you, but let's see. As soon as I find the job. transportation, there we go. This page. Immediate your next page. <laughs> no consistency. Let's see. Trying to get to gadgets in. That'd probably be just for the journey. It'd be about a rough waters, new acclimatization fees, requirements of flogiston. The troll has completely spaced out at this point. It'd be about a hundred gold ahead. Ah! Is there an actual. Breakdown sheet for this expense. Uh, no. I see. Huh. What sort of favor would you ask for? Uh, well, let's just say that uh, our good buddies that are working with Fizzle might have found something interesting in the water that got washed up when the uh, area got a little bit wet. Uh, he found what might have been some crystallized phlogiston, which is a rare find, especially out here in the desert. And if you could get... Uh, they're still in the middle of mining it, and it's dangerous out there. There's sharks in the water now. There's all sorts of... Weird lizards and the occasional nagas started to float up a little bit. And so, you know, if uh, something happened to those poor gnomes working down there and they weren't able to bring that phlogiston up for fizzle, but somebody just happened to come along and bring it back to me, I'd say that'd be worth a trip. You want us to kill gnomes? Can we please not attempt to immediately solve all of our problems with violence? I mean... They're so tiny, it's easy to do. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to kill them. I'm just saying if they weren't able to retrieve the crystallized phlogiston and it was brought back to me instead, I might be willing to get you a boat for free. We'll have a discussion Otherwise, one, two, three, four, five, six, six hundred gold. You got your trip. 
we will return to speak with you later. Be my guest. If you don't want to pay for room in a tavern, you're welcome to sleep out in the open. Just uh, stay out of the way of the bruises. Turn, walk out. Because mm-hmm. not having conversation about this in front of Goblin. <laughs> Yeah. Find a. Um, am I able to find a place where we can have a conversation in private that is not immediately being listened into by any goblins and or gnomes? And if is, we can intimidate away. That's difficult considering how crowded the barn is. Yeah. Is there any place that we could intimidate people away from? Are you saying you don't have some sort of sound bubble spell? No, I don't. Shh. Uh, That's an arcane thing. <laughs> Casters. Gather information just to see if you can actually find a location that is quiet enough. Natural 20 makes it a 19. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Maybe I should try that roll, actually. It's a natural 20, though. It's still a 19. 19 is a good roll. My charisma is minus one. So's mine. Same here. <laughs> not uh, the most charismatic. A plus one. Not the most charismatic of people. My charisma is a six. Wow. <laughs> so don't worry, guys. Yeah, I didn't roll better than I didn't get better than you. Yeah, the troll that can't speak can gather information. So you're you're able to you're able to find a relatively quiet spot. You're not certain that nobody's going to overhear you, but you doubt it'll be something that'll get back to anybody specific. Mm. So. I understand that we've uh, been given some authority to promise funds on account of the horde, but I don't know how far that goes. Goblins don't operate on credit. At least not credit from other sources. We cannot afford we cannot afford to purchase passage. We could and assist in goblins we're talking about. We're definitely not gonna be able to haggle them down even to half price, much less something we can afford. Uh, I don't think any of us except for Josh perhaps are potentially good at haggling in the first place. We could assist in retrieving the Flogiston. It does not have to involve killing gnomes. And so long the as I'm involved, goal, it won't. The end goal was simply to retrieve the crystals. However, we might do that. That I being wasn't said, serious. I'm not going to kill gnomes. That's very said, hard to tell with you. They're just so tiny and drowned. That being said, there are a few complications with that. Regardless, from what I gather, it's underwater. If they're mining in the desert, it's underwater. I'm assuming. <laughs> well, if sharks are a hazard, I have no ability to breathe underwater. Do any of you? I do not believe I have that. any such spell. No. I can hold my breath for a really long time. I mean, so can I, but <laughs> we can't see the bottom of the lake. I don't know if you can hold your breath that long. <laughs> yep, water breathing is a third level spell, unfortunately. <laughs> and neither one of us have third level spells. <laughs> I'm not going to get third level spells for a while, actually. Me, me either. I don't have spells, period. You can hold your breath for a number of rounds equal to your stamina number. 
while performing heavy activity. So I can hold my breath for 10 rounds. That's a minute. 14 rounds. I can hold my breath for a massive 20 rounds. Yeah. That's still not enough that's to get two to minutes. Yeah, man, but it's two minutes. Um, what was the holding the breath thing? Uh, you, for a round per point of stamina you have. For your stamina score, basically. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, your stamina score. And then after that, you have to start making, like, saves or something? Uh, no, after that, you just start drowning. Oh, okay. Nice. After that, you start losing ability mod. Uh, you start yeah. losing ability points until you die. Yep. Nice. So. It turns out you can't roll well and hold your breath longer. That's not how. We could simply continue on our way in our raft. We made it halfway across. We can resupply here and continue on our own. Which would be the simpler option. Seems uh, like it. We could ask around for gear. We could look around this look around this place see if there's any sort of underwater breathing contraptions that aren't horribly overpriced. Um, and attempt to simply recover the flows and crystals ourselves. Or just rest again on our way. The raft has been working well so far. Yes, I prefer going in the raft. I don't like these little people and their high prices. Small people, big prices. <laughs> so ignoring the racist in the group, where you <laughs> I don't another, like little people. Another option we we could have is Orcs are mechanically racist. It's okay. Allow them to <laughs> they actually are. They have a bonus for attacking humans. Allow them to mine it, and on their way back, we can take it from them. But that would require assaulting the gnomes. Yes. Which then we could enslave the gnomes and sell no. them. No. <laughs> having come, I'm going to having admit- having been born. In the internment camps humans kept our people in. It was I a will, joke. I would ask that we refrain from joking about enslaving sentient races. You guys don't have a sense of humor. Not about the subject mm. in which I was born into chains. <sighs> That's right, I forget I forget that you are young enough that you were not born in the internment camps. I think to myself, the one that gets upset every time someone makes a hand joke. <laughs> I just I said I think to myself, the, the one that that uh, that gets upset every time someone makes a hand joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I would suggest we rest, continue on our way in the morning, assuming the raft hasn't been sabotaged or sunk in the night. Perhaps we should keep some form of a watch on it. I frankly, it might sink under its own power. If it's been sabotaged, that's not a problem so long as enough of it remains floating. Yeah. Repairing things is my specialty. <clears throat> well, let's find a place to rest for now. Look around for an inn. And we'll see how exorbitantly high the prices are. <laughs> we'll sleep on the raft. <laughs> I heard sleeping on the deck was free. Yeah. It is. It is. We're exposed to the elements and stay out of the way of the guards. Which, you know, if the end costs more than like if the end is exorbitantly priced, which that's the thing, like hopefully the goblins are smart enough to not pri- overprice the inn, otherwise people, when people can just sleep outside for free. 
I mean, I mean, yes, but then they just rob the people who are sleeping outside with no protection. Horde handbook. So what we've determined thus far is that overwhelmingly artists think Tarin should have four fingers, not three. In the horde book, it's tied in the player's handbook. Maybe so, there's just a crippling epidemic of Torin who are getting their fingers cut off. Or Torin or Amish and they've got the Amish finger. What's the Amish What's finger? What's the Amish finger? It's a sixth finger. It's very oh, common right. in Amish populations. Or it's just a standard variation of the Torin race is your number of fingers. Sort of like our variation in hair color. Standard deviation number of fingers? Yes. <laughs> I could dig it. Now we just need to see the one genetic miracle that has, like, six fingers on each hand. No, six fingers on one hand, two on the other. It evens up. <laughs> so, the uh, the price for lodging uh, will be uh, five silver a room. Yeah, I, can, I, I will pay that. Yeah, How much is it? Five, five silver, silver a room. Half oh, okay, a gold. sure. An Electrum piece, except Electrum is not a coin here. That sounds right. But it should be. Uh, the troll reaches into a pocket and One. somehow finds Electrum. I will Weird pay three anybody. gold. You what, John? I will pay three gold for one room for each of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. The troll is ready to sleep and does so. Oh, we sure. sleep. Right, yeah, you get a, you get a, you get a night's nice rest. I will make sure to make some uh, more marks of vigor. Um, is create food and water a second or first level spell for healers? Brick. Yes. Roll me a listen check. Four book. With a minus four for being asleep. I'm pretty sure it's second. Because if it's second, we can just take or one of us can just take that. For the day. So, Rick, you are woken up before everyone else by a and you wake up and you look out of the window of the room you're staying in and there is a, a very large eagle perched on your windowsill. Okay. And staring at you. Can it, can it open? Yeah, the window can open. Alright. I open it. The, wind, the, the eagle steps forward a couple of steps into the window and opens its beak and out comes the familiar voice of the Tauran Druid that you had met uh, while you were in Desolation Hold, Muyo. This is a message from Muyo. It seems that your war chief has called in special assistance for you. They will be waiting in Gadgetzen upon your arrival. Seek out the Forsaken, known as Nathanos Blightcaller. Uh, what's his name? Ben. Nathanos Blightcaller. It's not in this book. It seems the War Chief has decided that the matter in the Southern Barrens should be settled. Expediently. Spirits be with you. Good luck. And the eagle turns and flutters out. Animal messenger. It's a good spell. Right? 
So you can purify food and water. Food and drink. I can't even create food and drink. Well, purify yeah. is fine because I'm actually not sure where the spells you list that I have clean up that water. Uh, con- conjure food oh, is con- in even more magic in me. Is it even more magic in me? Oh, let's take a look here. Here it is. And I think it might be an arcane spell. The magic food is definitely an arcane spell, the one that's up the heels. Wait, no, I think even more magic in me. I bumped like. the thing. Can you check the. Uh... Oh, it's definitely not. Oh, yeah. Right. No. yeah. I think even more magic in mayhem is the one that has, like, the healing. Food and what, like the healing loaves or whatever Man, it is, but I don't think yeah. it has. Not the mana one, the one that restores health. Well, no, but there aren't any. Maybe it doesn't restore health. It does something, but it's like it not restores health. Spells, and it doesn't. And it doesn't do that. It, it, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the one that's even evil magic and medium. I don't know where the regular. I'm. Uh. Yeah, the conjure healing food is in this, but that's not yeah. arcane. Food. There, there is no creating food or water for mm-hmm. in, the, in this system. Basic food. All right, well, but you can purify the water. I will take purified food and drink for one of my. Like, I mean, one thing you can do with purified food and drink is you can turn salt water into regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can we can fill up our water at least. Do we have enough food rations to get across the lake? We should. We. How many days of travel was it since last? I was uh, here. Uh, 16 hours, or well, it'd be about 22 hours, so a day. Yeah. Okay. With no sleep. And the troll's been be gathering more. food basically the whole time. Alright, so yeah, we should be fine then. Yeah, I'm so good. It just depends on how you're okay you are with eating bugs and frogs. I'm fine. Yeah. Yum. Uh, I'll, I mean, hey, I've been helping you gather them. <laughs> I'll see how much, uh, I'll see uh, what, what rations we can buy while we're here. Like enough to get to guys at the very least. Uh, rations per day, five silver. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'll spend another seven gold on rations. I still have three days of rations myself. So. So that well, that gets us fourteen <coughs> days of that gets four that gets us fourteen more one day rations. So. Okay. That'll be more than enough to get us to get it, Sam. Yeah. And go back down to the docks and see if our sh- if our raft is still there. Yeah, break. Do you inform the others of oh. your message? Yeah, I do. Ah. The Thanos Blight Caller, you say. Hmm? The Thanos Blight the Black Caller, you say. Yes. So we'll see come out once we get to get it, Sam, then. Well, to the docks. We're going to see if our raft is still there. As you get there, no one hitched it. But it's still there. It's floating. It's I mean, I assume that we would have hitched it upon getting off. <laughs> I assume that's part of the docking. That's part of the docking procedure. I would assume it's still there. Okay. Is it any worse for wear? Doesn't seem like it. Okay. Well then, it's still driftwood that's tied together with rope. Expertly tied together. Thank you very much. I used my trade skill on that. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and take off. Mm-hmm. Alright. In the raft. Hand oars once again to the troll and leaf. Cool. Just keep growing. Just and keep growing. And I will again growing, commune growing, with the spirits. Growing. On uh, getting us there quickly and safely. Give me a spirit check. The two of you make me a fort save. Natural 20. That was an 18. <laughs> 
Natural 20 makes it a Which 23. Technically, okay, it would be a 25. You know. a 23. Right. I got a 26 in my fort save. Nice! Just one higher than me. I rolled a 19. Rolled oh, did you check your... Um... I did. It's a wolf today. Okay. So... You're making good progress. Um, it's a it's a decent. It's going to be another you know sixteen hours. But you woke up in the morning, um, and so you know, eight hours later, you're about halfway to the uh, about halfway to the shore. Um, at which point, you'll have another several hours of hiking just to get you know. Uh, to Gadizan itself, or to, into Tenaris, rather. Yeah. We are well used to hiking by this point. <laughs> yeah. We'll try, to, we'll try to get to the shore before we camp tonight. So, where are you intending to go? So, because the... Um, the Looking at the map, uh, the eastern wall of the canyon that was the Shimmering Flats yeah. no longer exists. Yep. So if you wanted, you could try and skirt along the eastern coast and try and come up to Gadgetzan by the shore. Or you could just keep going to the south to the typical exit into Tanaris from the Shimmering Flats and just walk across the desert to Gadgetzan. That would be my that would be my suggestion. We've got we can fill up on water here and purify it. So we don't need to worry about water going across the desert. We've got a lake underneath us. Yeah. Um and I've got us enough rations that we should and with between scavenging and the rations that we have now and the rations that we already had, we should have enough to get us to get into it. Yeah. So I would say go south through the mountains. Makes sense to me. Alright. Because we can deal with any troubles we find in the mountains a lot easier than we can deal with any trouble we find on the water. Yeah. Yeah. None of us are particularly aquatic. None of us are murlocs. None of us are demon murloc warlocks. Yeah. Swim is one of the few skills I don't have ranks in, so... <laughs> I have enough points in swim to counteract my armor trick penalty. <laughs> I have an 8 strength, so... Do you have a plus 0 swim mod? I have a plus 4 swim... I, I mean, overall, I have plus 4 swim uh, swim skill. I've got a minus 4 armor check penalty. Yeah, plus so you have a plus 0 mod. <laughs> I actually have a decent swim. What kind of armor are you wearing? Breastplate. Doesn't have a minus three armor check penalty? No, it's minus four. Minus three was the scale. It's minus four? Yeah, it's yeah. swim check is double. Two, double. Armor double? check is doubled for swimming. Oh, never mind then. I still have minus four. <laughs> yeah. Swimming, unless your armor is made of uh, wood. It's not. The penalty is doubled for swimming. Because it turns out, when you cover yourself in shiny rock, you kind of sink like a stone. Yeah. Some stones don't sink. Porous ones. Yes. Iron is not one of them. This is true. Also, porous stones as armor would be hilarious. <laughs> but Painful. Highly ineffective. But your skin would look like a dream. It would be painful. <laughs> Assuming you're naked underneath it, of course. Which would be because if you're extra cra- kinds of painful. Because if you're crazy enough to make armor out of that, then I guess w- what could even make you crazier at that point? So I just have pumice stone armor. What's the I don't see what the problem is. It's just like I am, I am, I am getting all the dead skin off my hands, and we're good. 
I'm so exfoliated right now. I'm so exfoliated right now. I'm ready for battle and beauty. That's. I feel like that's the ar- that's that's like that's like the armor of Bardwares. <laughs> like I, like pumice stone bracers, just occasionally just see them doing the, this. The, pro- the problem with that is because it's 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 porous and hollow in some places. The first crossbow bolt hits it and it shatters, and you've got not only the crossbow bolt but also shards of rock in your chest. Also, it smells like all of your sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, picture clean. <laughs> anyway, Mo- our plan is to go to south pum- to the mountains. Moving on from the pumice pummeler. What if what if a stone giant was made of pumice rock? Be very buoyant. <laughs> this stone giant has bonuses to swim. <laughs> That's what we could fight if we went over the water. A pumice stone giant. <laughs> pumice stone. I want to make a pumice stone giant. <laughs> Alright, so. Uh, another. Are you intending to push through the night again to get to the shore? Yep. Or do you want to rest in the water? We'd rather not get lost at sea. At lake. I still need water. We could go to sleep and it could be the sea when we wake up. Yeah, there's an ocean over there. Yeah. There is an ocean directly just near you. Just keep paddling. Just keep paddling. All right. So just you keep praying. Maybe another forest could save. Just praying. <laughs> 16. Okay. My lowest one yet, 23. Apparently the troll is just like... You're fatigued. You're exhausted. Okay. But you do make it to the shore in just the one day rather than two. And it's almost it's almost dawn by the time you reach the shore. Make camp on the shore. <laughs> yes. The boat gets pulled up to the water, the troll hops out, shoves it into the beach, and then curls up and goes to sleep. The other three You make it about a step. You, you made it about two steps further than I did before I just <laughs> it's like, planted. You're like, mm, it's another fight. Yeah. I will drag Leaf over to where we make camp, <laughs> and the other three of us will take watches, I guess. You're yeah, exhausted. Fun. Oh, that's right. You still need to sleep You're still that. fatigued. Yes, I but I can sleep, sleep that off. Yeah, sleep it off. I'll take first watch. I'll take second. I was about to say, if you want, if you want to recover that fatigue, you're not taking any wash. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can live with that. No, just we have three other people that, that aren't fatigued that can take washes. Yeah, so. I'm taking yeah. first. I'll take final. And actually, aside from the sun beating down horrendously, it was not a hard day for you guys. Yeah. This isn't cool though, because I had I had the wind spirits constantly blowing us. I got some bad news for you. The sun, when you're on water, beats up and down. We were in the middle of the boat, though. I got some <laughs> bad news for you. It's still hot. So I know. when yes. orcs get sunburned, do they like they turn, turn brown. slightly brownish, or yeah. do they turn like more olive? They turn like or? roasted chicken. Turn brown. Wow, they turn like a bruised um, green. So more, so they become more olive. Smoky. Yeah, like a mixture of breeding, of, of browning greens, like a bruised kind of coloration. Yeah, kind of olive. 
So well, not like the, a delicious roasted. Fortunately, the ozone layer in Azeroth, or in, in Azeroth, the name of the world, isn't it? Azeroth? Yes. Yeah. The ozone layer in Azeroth isn't isn't pierced, so it's not as bad as it is in other. Places. I don't know. An entire planet was brought down. That probably wreaked some havoc on the ozone layer. Since we're it's fine, it's fine. Also, um, goblins. You know, you, you're assuming goblins aren't exploiting, you know, yeah, but, CFCs or whatever. Well, that's the thing is that uh, the Titan, the Titan machines that keep the planet running, continually repair the ozone layer as well. So it's like, <laughs> you say CFCs. There's a whole lot worse things for the atmosphere than CFCs. <laughs> that's child's play. Anyways, anyway. I mean, yeah, but the goblins had to start with something. <laughs> Probably <laughs> nuclear devices. No, that was the gnomes. No, no, no actually, gnomes. no, that is the gnomes. Gnomes, the gnomes, gnomes, gnomes no. are nuclear, goblins are coal. Well, energy, yes. <laughs> the goblins are the ones that made the pocket nuke. I mean, yes, but, like, from, a, from, from an energy production standpoint, goblins prefer coal and, and gas. But you see, burning Flogason actually uh, has, an, has a, the effect of burning all the impurities out of the air, so it freshens the atmosphere. That's not how that That's works. That's not how Flogason works. <laughs> And actually, everybody uses Flogiston. Yeah. Everybody uses Flogiston. What? Just the exhaust pipe of Flogiston-powered vehicles just smells minty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yes! The exhaust pipe. What they do, like, every couple of years, it's like, oh, there's a lot of smog. Fire up the, the, flog, the, the flog zone layer. <laughs> flog zone layer. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so. You all get another night's rest. When you wake up in the morning... You are in a mountain range. All right. Heading south. Heading further south. It's another six hours of travel again before you cross the mountain range again. Uh, and when you hit the bottom of the of this hill, this this mountainous southern barrier of of the shimmering flats, now the shimmering depths, you manage to set foot. In Tanaris. And Tanaris is a bleached white desert. <laughs> like, we are, we are talking Mad Max, previously seafloor, now desert, desert. As a matter of fact, as you reach Tanaris and you have this sort of high heightened view a of Mad the Max ground, car drive. Wait a minute. You can actually see the bones of giant creatures jutting out from the sands. Hard to tell if they are simply ancient land beasts that had died here long ago and have not been quite covered up by the sand, or if they are, in fact, ancient water creatures that have been left on the bottom of what was previously an ocean. I want to sort of take notes on a few of them. Sort of take notes on what, what they were, what they looked like. Maybe you know, pour over it later. I have to do something to keep my mind occupied because you know I'm surrounded by conversationalists. <laughs> like seriously, we we talk to each other like once, maybe every three or four days. So you know. Really, I can't get this one to shut up. Well, I mean, you could start up a conversation. It just depends on what you want to talk about. If you want to talk about, like, 
emo angst things, you can talk to Shiana. If you want to talk about the glory of the horde and the way of the spirits, you can talk to our shaman friend. If you want to talk about tech and money, you can talk to the goblin. And if you want to, if you want to hold some some witty one-liners back and forth. <laughs> and then you can't talk to the troll about anything. You can talk to the troll about anything you no, want you to. Can, you can talk to him. You can talk at him. So, so let's let's clarify. <laughs> does, does anybody start up any conversations as we're walking through mountain and desert? Well, troll is you know mm-hmm. finding some fresh rodents for snack friend. Yeah, we know that we know the troll isn't talking. <laughs> but snack friend, snack friend needs food. Also, this seems like prime winged snake area. So, I'm going to be watching for them winged snakes. What is with these winged snakes? Someone said there were winged snakes, okay? There were, I mean... uh, I cannot roll the fucking blasted snakes! (laughs) (laughs) It's a one on the die! (laughs) It's a 13. You think you see a winged snake, but you look twice and it's a cloud. (laughs) Darn! But is it a snake-shaped cloud? It is a snake-shaped cloud. Hold snake up to cloud. Do you have a snake? I have you a snake. snake. When did you acquire a snake? Little... I got a snake like three sessions ago. Were you there? He might not have been there when you got a snake. She has a tiny snake friend wrapped around I wasn't her there three sessions ago, so. Oh, yeah. I have snake friend. He so he's a little snake. He's about a foot long, and uh, he's very venomous, and he. This one is actually like tame pet animal. Yeah, he, he has an adder, basically. So we just see the troll playing King of Snake. It's a little bit harder because of their shoulders to hold under. I was imagining you're holding him up like a measuring tape. Like, yeah, exactly. I tried to make the snake wings earlier. Well, the one on that check, too. Snake is not happy. No snake with wings. Are, you are there any put a snake in the middle of you. air spirits around? I mean, there's spirits everywhere. Always. Are there any so. air serpents around? Winged serpents? Yeah. Not that you can see. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not the troll can see. Mm. <laughs> the troll can't see them when they are around. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> but this one is on the setting path. It's not set yet, but. As you enter this desert, you feel that immediate wall of dry heat wash over you. Cool. You don't have to stay cool, do you? No, I do. Okay. <laughs> stay cool, stay dry. Those are cantrips. We can both have all those. <laughs> They're really nice cantrips. They are. Like... <laughs> stay cool, stay cool, stay cool, stay cool. Actually, no, you have to do it. Stay cool. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the somatic components. <laughs> Snapping point. Snapping point. You gotta put your sunglasses back on first too. <laughs> we cast stay cool. Cringe. <laughs> You've inspired me to create a technomagical artifact. The sunglasses of coolness. <laughs> they just they, you put them on and you're constantly cool no matter what. <laughs> be super practical. Um and cheap to build. Yeah. Question, no, no, I'm going to practice my technomagic by building this. 
Do so. <laughs> we are we're going down a mountain, right? Yes. It's sandy, right? Yes. Can I sand surf on one of these scorpion plates? You can try. Yes. I watch. Roll me a. Is there, acrobat- is there an acrobatic skill? Yeah, there's. there's uh, tumbling. Yeah. Balance. Or tumbling, tumbling. Roll me tumble. Actually, no, roll me balance. Roll me balance. Yeah. Roll me balance. Heck yes. 23. <clears throat> nope. Yes, I'm a bear right now. So twenty three. Uh, so you know, um, <laughs> you know that scene from Lord of the Rings where Legolas just takes one of the Urukai shields it and goes down the stairs. stairs. It's like that with the sand dune. <laughs> we watch. Wasn't there? Oh. Wasn't that a Magic the Gathering card of like a goblin that was like shield surfing on a desert? Yes, it's a it's a Mardu scout. It's a three one for red red, and it has dash. I mean, it's also colorless. a thing you can just do in Breath of the Wild. Yes, I was just thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the, the Mardu Scout is literally surfing his shield in the desert. Yeah. yeah. So, we watch him surf down the hill. Okay, that's a thing. <laughs> so you, you, surf, you surf one of the scorpion plates down the, down the hill until you hit the bottom. Which gets you down there significantly faster, mm-hmm. you know. Hmm. I guess that's what happens when I cast Stay Cool on you. <laughs> yes, that's why I rolled so well. Because I was cool. Uh, that does remind me, though, actually. Leaf, uh, where were you born? We were talking about interment camps the other day, or yesterday. <laughs> I rolled to find food. Well, finding food isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I've got, I've got a head 30, so I figured while I'm down here, I may as well look for food and water, but I rolled a 1. Nope. So, uh, yeah. It's a desert. <laughs> it was, uh... You find bones. Fairly neutral area around Stranglethorn Vale. Mmm. What made you come back to the Horde? Well, never really was in the Horde to begin with. It was, uh... (laughs) My parents both didn't particularly appreciate their own factions for different reasons. My mother was priestess of the Holy Light. She never liked all the war that the Church of the Holy Light would always get itself into. She considered paladins to be tremendous hypocrites, people who would teach with a sword in one hand, and that was really no way to go about it. My father, he's part of where I get my more technical knack from. He was actually in the military. I don't really know a whole lot about what he did, though. He never did like talking about it. But he... Well... He always felt a little strangled and a little suffocated in what he tried to do. He never got the supplies that he wanted, and his superiors were always a lot more eager to rush into the fight than he was. Mm. At some point, he was demoted because, well, he simply couldn't operate properly, given the situation. Mm, He would have served in the Third or Second War. Both. That would have been both. Mm. (sighs) I served in the Third War. Really? Yes. I was born in the internment camps after the Second. 
when our people were lethargic, hollow shells of their former selves. I have my own problems with the way the Horde operates, but we brought ourselves from that point to where we are now, and there is pride to be had in that. And also shame. Maybe. How did you... You do know um, the one thing that uh, your father did speak of was the clan that he came from was the chief among the engineering clans. They were the most yeah. technologically advanced was the Black Rock clan. Yeah. So he was... How did you... You mentioned being born in the internment camps. How did... Well... What happened, exactly, that led you to the freedom you have now? Oh. Thrall. Uh, I was I was born in the internment camps. So my family had been there. We were the Bladewind clan. Uh, the younger ones who weren't overcome with lethargy were often pitted against one another in battle. Uh, for the amusement of our human masters, I was a gladiatorial fighter from the age that I could hold a stick. My size and muscle was evident very early on. But... <clears throat> Thrall broke free from his internment camp and began rescuing others when he came to ours. Rallied our people... And we fought for our freedom. I served for many years under uh, Ron Hellscream, the father of the current war chief. Ah. Earned my way as a warrior and carpenter, blacksmith, doing what trades I could, fighting for the freedom of our people. Around the, around the Eastern Kingdoms. It was then that my clan, the Bladewind, they never recovered from the lethargy. Would I, how much would I know about the Bladewind? Yeah. Would I know them at all, possibly? Roll me a... What knowledge you? you have all the knowledge. I have, I have every knowledge. Um, roll me... Uh, military, would it? Military. Military. Let's see. Cool. Our knowledge monkey over here. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's useful. 22. Yes, it is. Uh, the Bladewind clan um, never fully integrated back into the Horde when it, when it made its escape from the Alliance internment camp system. Um, you don't know exactly what happened, but after a while, they just disappeared. Uh, yes, I've heard of them. They never did join back into the Horde. No, they didn't. What happened to them? I killed I all it, of them. I take it it was not a I mean, pleasant story. Roll now speaks? No. The, no, no, I was talking Greg because he killed all of them. The elders of the Bladewind clan decided that it would be best for our people if we didn't stir amok and were planning to sell out our clans, other clans, back to the human, back to human imprisonment. Hmm. 
I informed Hellscream of this, and we destroyed them. I put many of my own family members to the blade. Hmm. There was a fury in his gait, in his walk. That was terrifying. You've you've never met Hellscream before he died. I'd imagine you're too young. I'm afraid not, and of course only a recent member of the Horde. The man was a demon on the battlefield. He burned with the demonic blood that poisons our race. Brighter than any star. Howling mad. Seeing him in action is what drove me to seek the company of the spirits. Something to... Terrifying thing to behold. The madness that can grip our race. The madness that can grip anyone foolish enough to believe that power can... Such cruel powers can come without cost. But after that, I dedicated myself to learning the ways of the shaman, for all. And to learning a more calm, reasoned approach to the blade. And I take it that's when you found Samuro, was he? Yes. Samuro and Drekthar were my two teachers. Drekthar, the spirits. Samuro, the blade. Hmm. Perhaps when we make it through all of this, I could uh, stand to learn from some of them. Perhaps. They were good teachers. You have to go a long way to learn from Drek'thar, still in the Eastern Kingdoms. Yeah, he's still in the Eastern Kingdoms. But, I've traveled a lot. But yes, my clan is no more. (laughs) I have not been for some time. I have seen much in my not all that long on this earth. Because I forget, how old is your character? 20. Like, he, 21. Yeah, he's only, 21. He's, he's, he's only a couple of years older than all of you. Yeah. yeah. But that couple of years is a significant difference when it comes to the internal camps. That couple of years was the third war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a generation gap. It, it is sort of like the difference between Generation generation X and Millennials. It's only a few years, but it's a significant difference. Yep. Oh, yes. You're fortunate to have not grown up in the internment camps. I it was not an easy life. cannot begin to imagine what it would have been like. Mm. Fortunate. It is. Hopefully you will never have to learn. Are you just talking to him or the rest no, of us? No, well, we're all around. Uh, okay. We're just Sorry. having a conversation. We're, we're all walking down the mountain because because uh, Jengatal had slid down, so we're still walking. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're hearing all this too. Okay. It is unfortunate, the side effects of war, but... Uh, well... I simply pray that we can avoid it now. Hellscream sacrificed himself to free us from demonic control. Redeeming himself and our race. 
all goes well, you will not have to experience what I have. As much as many orcs often forget, it wasn't Thrall that saved the orc race. No, it was Hellscream. I mean, Thrall, I mean, he did. He saved us from imprisonment, and then Grom saved us from slavery. <laughs> you both did your part. So. What a world we're in now that's hoping that the world doesn't break into war and slavery again is considered optimistic. Well, I also think that uh, uh, Garrosh is one of the... What's the what's the term for Garrosh? Uh, Maghar. The Maghar? It's the, the uncorrupted. Yeah. It's those who were not affected by the demon blood. Garrosh is one of the Maghar, so his fury is not as unbridled as Grom's was, though I fear he may not have learned the lessons that his father's sacrifice taught the rest of us. Yes. Certainly, I could certainly find a lot of uh, discontent about him. That is at least something I do appreciate about the Horde, given my experience with the Alliance, that... When things are wrong, people are a lot more willing to take a stand for themselves as individuals. It's refreshing from the bureaucracy of the Alliance. Well, he was chosen war chief for a reason. Let us hope that pans out. We shall see. He was chosen war chief by Thrall, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Thrall, Thrall named him war chief. Oh. Let's catch up with our troll. And a few minutes later, you do manage to catch up to Jagatal, who has been trying to find food and water, but has not been having any success. <laughs> Jagatal, desert, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, not, it's not a tropical rainforest. But you got a couple of days of travel ahead of you, which I will, for the for the sake of and for the sake of moving along, I will shortcut for you. Uh, make me. Two fortitude saves. All us? Yes. One for each day. A 15 and a 23. 12 and 27. Alright. 10 and 18. Opposite of that. 18 All right. and 10. So by the time you reach by, by the time you reach Gadget Zan, everyone except for Jagatal is at least fatigued. Okay. None of you failed both of them, so you're all only... Oh, wait. Hi, Hang on. Mark, 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 Hello, Mark, Hello, Tori, friend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But as you reach Gadget Zan... That's four. Five. That's... No. He, he's not here. He's not Don't worry about him. And I was only fatigued on the first day because the second day I got a 27, so... Yeah, but I'm just accumulating it for the end of the journey, basically. Okay. Because shortcutting. Mm-hmm. Really... Um, Failing both makes you exhausted more yeah, than basically. negates the other one. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, and you eventually arrive at Gadget Zan, which is a sprawling city built in this desert. It rests along the coastline, and the outer walls are made of sandstone and um, with wooden supports. Uh, sort of the almost... 
almost uh, Moss Eisley style of architecture with very rounded corners and tall arches um, with wooden supports to hold it up. Um, and as you pass through the walls into the city proper, you see a variety of different building types made by anyone who has come through to make their home here in Gadget's End. Um, you see primarily goblins, um, but the this seems like most of the, the security staff are goblins. Um, you, but you do see a handful of gnomes, you see some humans, you see a number of orcs, trolls. Almost every race is represented here, save you don't see any night elves. Um, and you don't see any blood elves. Or any high elves. None no of the elves. elves. No elves. Basically. And I imagine there probably aren't a whole lot of Torin either. It's only, a, it's only like you don't you see one, maybe two Torin. Do they have three or other four than the one standing next to you. <laughs> they have three fingers. Okay. Well. Nine to fourteen in the books. <laughs> Nine have three fingers, fourteen have four. However, all of the official stuff that was like from the World of Warcraft marketing stuff all had three fingers. The all the ones that had four fingers were very clearly artist sketches done for for the books. World of Warcraft, and most of them were by the same artist. Nice. <laughs> um Well, we need to find the whoever runs this place. Um, and see if we can't establish a supply line back to Desolation Old. And also, I'm looking to see if I can buy an Orcish Full Blade for 25 gold. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, I have an Orcish Full Blade now. I'm The greatsword goes away, and now I've got a much larger greatsword. <laughs> and I'm going to try to track down a particular orc. Good Mr. Mememgem. 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 Mememgem? I don't know how it's pronounced. The guy who told me how it's pronounced didn't know how it was pronounced. So you know what? Yep. I'm just going to try to lead the conversation to have him pronounce his name first. He might not know how it's pronounced. (laughs) Then I'll pronounce it how he pronounces it. (laughs) All the ways he pronounces it. Yes. Mememgem. In succession. Mememgem. Mememgem. Memegem. Mothergem. Charles. Mene- Where did Charles come from? I don't know. <laughs> Just easier than Memingham. Memegwa. Uh, it's like I knew a lot of people. I knew a lot of people in high Kemikwa. school who were from Korea, and they all went by names that sounded nothing like their Korean names. Yeah. I'm like, what? It was easier to pronounce. So wait, why is it Paul? Because no one can per- because no one can even pronounce the name. Yes, but your name doesn't sound a thing like Paul. Well, Paul's a nice name. I mean, okay. So when I use rock fire weapon, do I only do 4d8 instead of 2d8? Yes. Sweet. No. <laughs> no. Maybe. I have two choices up. Uh, I think d8s turn into d10s. I need to double check. Oh, you deter- if you could determine that for me. I will find out. Alright, so. Um... Can I, can I sell the greatsword? Or is it yeah, just, you get half price for it. Okay, so whatever, whatever half price you uh, Girl may gather information, whoever's looking for people. <laughs> Who has a charisma score? Or points in the gather information scale? Woo! <laughs> there you go. I will, Many. I will you know aid. Why does yeah. a greatsword... Okay, I think you need to retcon this because this is a great sword costs fifty gold, but a full blade only costs twenty five. That seems silly. The full blade costs in this is twenty five. Right here. 
Yeah, I feel like that should be a lot higher. Hang on. Greatsword is 50? Greatsword is 50. Other exotic weapons range like a, a, a Torin Halberd is 50. A two-bladed sword is the most expensive weapon at 100. I would say 75 for the full blade. All right, so it should, maybe, maybe it should be more expensive. Than so you end up spending fifty. Maybe it's twenty-five on top of the, uh, the, the yeah, candy. on top of the price of the on top of the price of the greatsword. So and you said you were. I'm, I'll aid you in the gathering information. Cool. That's a plus two. Plus two. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. E, not great. Um. So then that's I get twenty-five. I so I pay fifty on twenty-five. Fifty. Well, it's not hard to find who's in charge. So uh, that would be one Marin Nogginfogger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pardon me? Marin Nogginfogger. Pardon me? <laughs> Nogginfogger. <laughs> uh, he is... Uh, and he's, he's also hard to miss, because you see him. He's, he's, he's under an umbrella that's set up uh, in the middle of town, just sort of, like, looking over some paperwork, and he's got these... these uh, like crates and buckets to his side that are full of these vials of this glowing uh, like almost tealish liquid um, that he just got set to his side um, and uh, he's a fancy looking goblin even by goblin standards as he he's wearing this sort of pure white um, uh, like cloth shirt uh, that is completely untouched by the sands of the desert um, with long sleeves that stretch out to his to his wrists, which are bedecked in jewelry, with a pair of like golden uh, pauldrons on the on the on the shoulders that are connected to the suspenders that hold up uh, the very elegantly yeah. tailored and purple slacks. Uh, so yes, it does do four. So basically, okay. he's got Mr. T levels of bling on top of a wardrobe that costs more than probably the collective lives of this entire party. And a smashing top hat with a crimson red band across the across the across the brim or across the, the the base, and a single monocle. And his his white hair is pulled back into a ponytail. So, the name Noggin Fogger just makes me want to think that coming out of his skull, there's just a brain in a jar, and I'm now choosing to believe that that's what he hides under his top hat. <laughs> uh, Rudy, can you pass the bag over here? I'm going to need more details. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Marin Nogginfogger. Do we find him? Yes. You find him very easily. Uh, Master Nogginfogger. Yeah, yeah, who's asking? Garrick Cloudspeaker, representative of the Horde. We've come from Desolation Hold, seeking to establish supply lines. The recent catastrophe has desolated much of the land and cut off supply lines from Orgrimmar in the north. Yeah, I've noticed, and uh, I was told you might be coming. The uh, undead gentleman, White Collar, told me he was expecting you, and that uh, I should let you know to find him in the tavern when you when you get here. But what can I do for you? We understand that Goblin Ingenuity allows for transportation of supplies through the air using airships and zeppelins. We would like to see if we could negotiate the establishment of such a supply line. 
or at the very least, the acquisition of some zeppelins to to reestablish previous supply lines. All right. Cross, uh, crossing the barrens has become increasingly dangerous. So I've gathered. And uh, with what capital are you intending to back this trade? What what uh what what did we get? You got you got you have a writ of authority for uh, trade from I will, the horde. Yeah, I'll pull that out and hand it over. Yeah. All right, all right. Name my price. All right. I think I can have a conversation with some of the higher ups and uh, see what price can be arranged. Uh, hmm. I'll have to get some correspondence to Ogrimmar. But for now, I can probably send you back with. Some shredders, a couple of zeppelins, a nice handful of explosives. Would be appreciated. We were told to come back with the zeppelin. Also, in uh, to inform your zeppelin decision making, the alliance base at what's it? Fort Triumph. At Fort Triumph has been attempting to shoot down any supply zeppelins coming uh, coming through the barrens. <laughs> I'll take it into consideration. And they were successful with at least one. <laughs> we'll map that out then. Very well. We'll return after speaking with Blackcaller. Right, right, right. Uh, That's right, that was the thought. Find, find the inn, the road warrior, and talk to innkeeper Fizz Grimble. He'll get you directed to Nathanos. And, uh, here, complimentary for your visit. Uh, Sprinkle! And he looks over, and there's a female goblin, um, over near the crates of, uh, of vials. Uh, pass me in. She already has thrown a glass vial towards him, and he catches it. And for your trouble and your pleasure, a vial of patented Noggenfogger elixir. Just for you, and he, hand, and he sends it out to whichever one of them. No, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and get over to him. Does it have some kind of labeling on it that lists probably the many, many things it's clearly supposed to do? It can do just about anything. It just says, drink me. Is this Alice in Wonderland? Maybe. Yeah. So, Ooh. what exactly? Is this my patented noggin fogger elixir? We'll take a look at it later. I see. I'll play away. To the end. And actually, as we turn away, I'll look back. And also, just a personal question. I was wondering where I could find Ooh, someone. A guy by the name of uh Jam? Has he become more and more crag? I, this is what happens when I talk to goblins. It's contagious. With power attack. Uh, I was looking for Memengam. That's four, but power attack go high. I think he was out on the dig sometime earlier today. But if he comes back, I'll send him to the end for you. I would appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. It's good doing business with the horde. They like to they like to throw around their gold. I appreciate it. The alliance is always so stingy. I I roll my eyes ever so slightly, but I give a nod of appreciation to follow back with the party. 
sorry, I'm just calculating an average damage roll that I just did with Rockbiter weapon and power attack, and I do a fuck ton of damage. Your average damage for 48 is going to be 18. Plus 14. Uh, plus 15, potentially. Oh, uh, we're getting into the yeah. real 3-5 math. <laughs> it always starts around this level, doesn't it? Yeah. It's 33 damage, but that requires him to put everything he has. I mean, 35 if you use your shout, but that's all yeah. of his resources uh, yeah. into one attack. Yep. But that's he's also kind, the average. He's kind of like a chainsaw. you got to rev him a couple rounds. Takes a second, but... <laughs> what do you use to do that? Uh, Rockbiter weapon, a battle shout, power attack, and my follower of the totem feet. Fire everything off first. <laughs> Bam! And if I rage, it goes up more. <laughs> also full strength. Also full strength. We need to get magic artifacts and enhance my stats, because my stats are kind of... I mean, hey, there. with how my character build is going, I may be able to build those soon. So you know what? <laughs> so, you enter, uh, you enter the inn, which is obviously labeled as the Road Warrior. It's hard to miss. It's the inn. Um, and there is, uh, at the bar, is a, is a goblin in sort of a, a blue linen shirt with sort of worn-out brown overalls who's cleaning a mug, standard gob- standard innkeeper stance, which is always amusing to see a goblin doing it, because they just kind of go at it with a certain flair. Um, but you you approach, and he looks up at you, his bald head kind of uh, reflecting a little bit in the light. So... Big guys, what can I get you? We're looking for Nathaniel or Nathanos. Nathanos. Nathanos Blightcaller. Blightcaller, eh? Like Nathaniel, but you know, more likely to attempt to destroy the universe with a glove. Nathanos, yes. Uh, he's over actually there. no, he's he's the negatory because he's no Thanos. Nah, Thanos. So the guy that or the like counter looks at what Thanos is doing, he's like. No, bad Thanos. <laughs> or, or, or the counteroffer. It's like, would you like this? Nah, Thanos. <laughs> She's a second-rate Thanos. <laughs> or Thanos' foil. Anyways. He's in, he's in the back room. Uh, or depending on whether it's an N-U or an N-A, just a very, very salty Thanos. It's an N-A. So a very, very salty Thanos. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, he points. He points to a back room, which is uh, heavily shadowed and very keenly hidden away from the heat of the of the outside. We go find Salt Thanos. All right. So you enter the room, uh, and the the area is very dark. It's very low lit. There's almost complete darkness in the in the corners of the room. And as you enter, out from the shadows steps a forsaken in incredibly worn garb. You see what looks like it was once perhaps the armor of a ranger. Um, looks almost elven in make. It's this sort of dark brown, uh, earthy coloration with trims of green with these sort of elegant swooping pauldrons that have been completely worn down and tattered by time. What was previously gloves is now just strips of leather on these bony, clawed hands. A worn-out and tattered brown hood that is barely holding together on, uh, that doesn't remotely conceal the glowing yellow eyes of this sort of bluish rotting face with the sort of darker brown around the mouth where the decomposition is a little heavier 
Black collar is more well intact. Nope, that's recent. Oh really? He, had a new, he got a new body. Uh, he did the Dark Ranger thing. Um, but this is before that. He's the only male Dark Ranger. Yep. And not <laughs> the only human Dark Ranger. Yep. Uh, and so the uh, and the sort of very worn out brown leather breeches and heavy boots as as he steps up out of the darkness and sits down at a table. Come, soldiers. My name is Nathanos Blightcaller. I hear you've had some problems with the Alliance and the Barons. I will come sit down. Mm. Are we all here or is it just you two? Assuming all of you follow us. Okay. Mm-hmm. I bet everyone knows them. Do, do, do. I was told to sit, so I sit. Not in the chair, just where yeah. I am. Yeah. Was it? And again, at Fort Triumph? <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes, the forces of Fort Triumph seem intent on shooting down Zeppelins passing over towards Desolation Hold. We have, in our discussions with with the owner of Gadget Zen, whose name I'm forgetting again. Marin Noggenfogger. Thank you. In our discussions with Noggenfogger, we made sure to make it clear that additional Zeppelins should be prepared for that. Yes, it seems the Alliance has made itself enough of a thorn in the War Chief's side that he's asked for extreme measures. I'm helping to repay a bit of a favor the Forsaken owe the War Chief. So tell me, what's the situation? What is the situation? I don't know if there's anything updated from the last time that. That's about yeah. the same. Oh, that's about the same? Okay. Uh, Desolation Hold has had its supply lines cut off. It is short on supplies, and though we do have a Tauren Druid assisting with growing additional resources in the area, uh, Blood Hilt has taken command of the garrison, relieving the former, or the former garrison commander of his duties. And his life! I don't remember yes. if that happened. Okay. Yeah, I chucked him out of window. Yeah, yeah. Of his yep. duties and his life, destroying a window in the process. But we were sent here to acquire supply, additional supply lines. Uh, Noggenfogger has promised a f- has promised a number of zeppelins and shredders in return for the writ of the the writ of whatever trade. it was, the writ, writ, of writ of trade that we brought with us. Then we'll be returning with a force, with equipment. As well as some explosives to deal with the Fort Triumph issue. Mm. Well, it seems the War Chief has need of some of the forces of Desolation Hold further north in Stone Talon, so he wanted this wrapped up quickly. <clears throat> to that end, in exchange for loosening his grip on the events transpiring in the Eastern Kingdoms and allowing the Forsaken some additional freedom. He has transcripted a swift and final response from us. We've come a long way, haven't we, my lady? And out of the shadows, 
You see a second figure approaching. This woman is <clears throat> beautiful in a almost terrifying way. Her skin is completely alabaster pale with this long white hair that flows out from under a crimson hood. And these elegant curved eyebrows that stretch off the edge of her face. A mark of elvish heritage that reach just above the eyes with long pointed ears. The eyes that glow dark crimson with this dark purple leather armor. Heavy metal accents with the pauldrons ornately capped with skulls and feathers. A long brown cloak that flows off the shoulders rests around mid-shin length with a quiver of black arrows slung over her shoulder and a bone longbow in her left hand as she approaches. Indeed. It's good to see the horde is swift to move still. Greetings, soldiers. Banshee Queen. I am Sylvanas Windrunner. I'll nod my... Do the... You're not my immediate commander, but you're still a uh, a respected officer, like respected leader uh, uh, head bow thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Banshee Queen. It is good to see you in our lands. It was a long trip. Let us make this a swift end, so that I may return to leading the Forsaken on my front. Still, I suspect after your travels you will be in need of rest. A luxury that you of the living can still enjoy. Well, I believe we... If, depending on how long it takes for the Zeppelins to be prepared, we will either gather our rest here or in flight. Well. I'll begin to make preparations. The forces that I've brought with me will be ready for you by the time the Zeppelins are set to leave. We'll put an end to the Alliance in this fort triumph. And I will return to the Eastern Kingdoms while you move on to other adventures. Owen? The rest of you want to take your time around the city, I will go speak with Nogginthogger and see what the estimated time for prepare, for, for completion the Zeppelins have. Of course. And I will go check with Nogginthogger, leaving the rest of them to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So what are the rest of you doing? I want to find out more about this dig. That, uh... That Memon gave us on? Yes. Alright. Uh, we'll be gathering information. I should have put more ranks into that skill. Eh, 15. Again. Uh, from what you can gather, Memon Gem supposedly found some kind of, um... Old artifacts of a previous war that seemed to have been lost in Tanaris. That's all that you really get. Has he, like, set up shop anywhere specific, or... Somewhere on the southwest end? I'll try to look for telltale signs of... Fell techno magic, I guess? And we're talking southwest end of Tanaris, so Mm. other side of the desert. Gotcha. 
So he's not going to be in this town, really. And not unless he decides to come back or is on his way back. All right. In that case, after I figure out all that information, I'll try to reconvene and figure out how long that uh, shipment's going to take from Garrick after he figures that out. All right. What about the rest of you? Well, first I'm going to go to an arborist. Okay. See what I can find one. Walk in. Would you like to take Shiana with you? I mean, he's just going to find one. Shiana does this. Okay. He'll probably end up finding you you later, after after the goblin tries to communicate with him. But, first he's got to go to an armorist. Okay. Um, The plate thing didn't work out so hot last time, so he's just going to find some armor off the rack, as it were. Okay. Um... Looking for some sort of, you know, leather with that's been further protected. Something equivalent to like studded leather, but preferably with a more, you know, feral flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, do I find anything suiting my needs immediately, or? Uh, it's relatively easy to find some studded leather that has a less civilized appearance to it. Cool. It just needs to be fitted to me and all that. I would say. Yeah. I will pick it up. Walk it over to the counter and drop it on the counter. Okay. Um, the goblin kind of looks at you for a minute. 25 gold. Talk my head. <laughs> Not much of a talker, are you? You get the exact same line. <laughs> this happens again. <laughs> uh, squints his eyes, picks the coat back up and puts it down. And it goes through the process. Okay, yeah, we 15 oh, minutes. Nice. Go find uh, Shiana. The troll walks up to you and grabs you by the arm and begins walking with you. Alright, she'll go with you. <laughs> walks back to the armorer, picks up the same thing and drops it on the counter. You the handler for this guy? Yes. And the armorer is looking for is 25 gold. Alright. I, I will take out his pouch that I have for him and take out 25 gold. Yeah, I've started leather. Yay. Right. Um, I make sure that there's a, there is a, a pocket for Snack Friend mm-hmm. in the leather. Easily done. There we go. Alright. And then I'm going to see if I can... This is not an animal-friendly city, I would imagine. Not really heavily, no. Like, most, there's mostly machines, so I imagine there's not even a lot of beasts of burden around here. There's a couple of kodos, but that's about it. What about other animals? Like, rats and vermin? And not that, that many rats. There's a handful of scorpions. It's a desert. Hmm. You'll I, mostly find beetles and arachnids. Anything mammalian or reptilian? Mam- mammals are harder to find. Well, reptiles. Resert, resert, reptiles easier to easier to find. Yeah. Okay. Just sort of spend the day finding what animals I can, trying to see where they gather, what the heck's going on around here, how how anyone is expected to survive in such a because this is the by far the most civilized city I've ever been in. Like, industrialized, right? 
uh, Orgrimmar close, but this is a lot more dense than Orgrimmar. Yeah, because Orgrimmar is, is spread out, spread out, and also there's a lot of respect for for nature and spirits and yeah, yeah that sort of thing. This is society. I've never been to a cosmopolitan. Yeah, industrial center before. Yeah, and it's also a lot more condensed. Yeah, all of it's it's a it's a much smaller area than than Orgrimmar with the same population, basically. Yeah, so I'm just gonna sort of try to figure out how anything survives here. I'm gonna sort of, you know, uh, what you get is that it's actually based on your understanding. It's actually for the vermin. It's almost easier to survive because food's easier to come by because the, the the civilized people often will just discard something that they can eat and they can just grab it. Like it's not hard to find food. So the concept of larger animals just throwing away food that seems to confuse me. I mean, they don't quite get it either, but it's what happens. He's going to like stalk out a few places and watch people observe like dumpsters <laughs> yeah and you, you do see like every now and then someone will just like throw away a, a bone that still has a bit of meat on it it hasn't been completely picked clean Jengatol is going to spend the rest of their <laughs> evening learning from the rats the, the finer aspects of dumpster diving <laughs> yeah uh, what do I learn from... Are you, are, are, are you taking after your brother? <laughs> I mean, Taylor and a feral troll do have a decent amount in common. <laughs> Aside from his master's degree in electrical engineering. There is this shocking um, You learn that uh, Shredder's easy to get ready. They move, they walk on their own. They can be walked onto a Zeppelin. Um, getting the Zeppelins ready is not super hard. You expect everything should be put together... The longest thing it'll take is put his pilot is compiling the explosives, and it should all be done by tomorrow. All right. So then I'll let everyone know that we've got till tomorrow. So I will go rest and sharpen my new blade, which which looks like a my new blade looks like a um, it looks like a katana, but with a blade that's like. Two to three times as thick as it a looks katana like a combination of the of a katana and the Buster Sword. Yeah, more like that. Have you seen Bleach? Yes, <laughs> it is like that. <laughs> so, it's not as it's not as it's not as refined as Samuro's looks like. It's more much more raw than that. I see. So. What the rest of you doing for the evening? Uh, Shiana wants to kind of explore and do some people watching. So, knowing that things are going to... We're probably going to leave tomorrow at some point. I want to just try to see if I can do some research or gather information or whatever for any... anything about, like, the Cabal of Five and a Third. Like, any pot... Or, like, any other... You know, techno magic type of people in this area. Anything about the actual group itself? Roll me a gathering book. Really need to put more ranks into this skill. That's how you get information out of people. Now I can power attack. Yes, but I have. You know, I've been putting too much into spot. 
Just load and flinging with somebody else. You can't get together information. You can't get Twenty-four. Oh, so as you're asking around, you're sort of sitting in the tavern for a minute to stay out of the heat. And um, after a while, you catch an acrid scent on the air, like brimstone scent. And a few moments later, you see entering the tavern is this heavily dark-robed orc. Uh, his hair is sort of dark violet, one of, the, one of the many colors that orcish hair can come in, that has this very long set of braids that reach down to about almost navel level, and then the rest of it is just kind of wild and unkempt down the back, with this massive overflowing beard that just kind of reaches down to mid-chest. And these large, aggressive tusks one large angry red eye, and then the other one has this sort of mechanical lens and plate over the left that just kind of glows with this eerie green light. On his shoulder you see an imp that has had most of the left side of its face replaced with a metal plate. Um, and he walks with this staff that sort of jingles with various different metallic bits and coils of electricity that spark with dark green lightning. And you just get this scent of brimstone off of him, and you see there's faint fell fire burning on the edge of the Warlock Technomage. Yep. That sort of lights his path as he walks in, pulls his hood back. So I'm told there's a young halfling that leaks that that speaks that yeah, as I try and stumble my words that seeks to learn from Memimgem. I, I I I do the fastest reconsideration of all of my life choices that have led me to this event I've ever done. I'm, I'm getting very good at that. I'm getting very good at it. Lots of experience. I feel like all your characters get good at that, except for Craig. Craig was 100% sure of everything he did. No, he reconsidered his life decision, thinking, wait a second, I could have made more money there. Gotta make more money here. (laughs) Gotta make up for it with even more money here. (laughs) Yes, because Craig had, what, like 1.4 million gold by the end or something stupid? Um, Or was that just as much the tank was worth? The tank was worth... Hold on. It was 200... The tank was worth, with all of its accessories and the automatic interchanging missile system and everything, and the interchanging blades and the rocket boosters and everything, was worth over 460,000 gold. And then you throw in the steam suit to that. He didn't have quite one million worth in all his machines. But he got very, very, very close. A million gold! Now, is that what it was worth or what you paid to make it? What it was worth. Okay. Luckily, I had just an outrageously high craft tech score so I could scavenge materials on things that I absolutely had no right scavenging materials for. Like the entirety of that tower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you remember, I, I actually did ask if I could take it apart brick by brick, and I, I said, said no. no. <laughs> I've got but anyway, gold. So, I will stand up and turn to face him. That would be me. What's your name, boy? Leaf. Leaf Ironmender. Memimgem. Memimgem Soul Blaze. 
I heard of you. I, I heard of you as having some sort of a connection with uh, the Cabal of Five and a Third. Yes. I've been uh, interested in that sort of thing, combining magical power with technology. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of good tutors for it. No, you'll find there are very little in the way of teachers in this art. It's something that has to be explored by the individual to see where your unique blend of magic and technology will take you. What do you wish to know? What is exactly this cabal? Cabal of five and a third. We work from the house of the arcane contraption. There are five and a third of us. Five and a third, I see. Grim one arm. He's a goblin. We call him the third. I see. Losses right arm and his right leg in an impressively explosive accident. I really wouldn't expect anything less out of a goblin, no. Only six of them, then? Yes. Five and a third. <laughs> and you would be one... Would you be one of them? One of the six, yes. One of the five. One of the five, but not the third one. He's not one of the one-third, no, that's the goblin. <laughs> what do you mean one of the one-third? One of the one-third would be one of two. Because <laughs> that would be one-third of six. Yeah. So the, I guess that could be the goblin and him, or the goblin and someone else. No, he's not dead. <laughs> now we've gone too deep. Math jokes! <laughs> yes. And I've heard that this, uh... I've heard that this building, castle, keep, whatever it may be, travels. The house of the arcane contraption. It moves when we need it to. Primarily, it does have one home. It is mostly built near the side of the hill near... There's one disarmed you. Oh. The... As I try and remember, I have it written down, and I need to find that note. Uh, they play masters and Jennifer has problem, though. Uh, just south of Ashenvale. Actually, no, play masters can't get to something. In the Barrens, northern end of the Barrens, near the southern entrance to Ashenvale. Built into the side of one of the hills, you'll find the house of the Arcane Contraption. Most days. When need be, can be teleported elsewhere. Yes. Only a little. And what would you be doing so far from there? I guess what I've heard of this artifact dig. Particularly yes. Because have you heard of the Titan only for boy. one weapon? Yeah. I'm guessing so I've heard of the Titans. For not getting disarmed. Roll me. Have I at least heard of them? Roll me knowledge Titans. Knowledge Titans? Yeah. That wasn't listed in the regular knowledges. Hmm. It's one of the knowledges. 
Uh, I'm surely there's some overlap. There is some overlap. You can roll me knowledge history. Like, at least knowledge history let me get a general idea. Yeah, it would let you. It, it wouldn't give you too, too many specifics, but it would give you some ideas. It would let me recognize the name. And on a 19, which would give me a 25. So, according to the dwarves, who are the foremost subjects, uh, foremost uh, experts on this on this knowledge, just along with some of the Torin. Sapphire disagrees. Uh, the the disagrees a lot. The the Titans, <laughs> as far as most records go, were the sort of godlike entity entities that first helped shape life on Azeroth. Uh, it is said that it is from the machinations of the Titans that the dwarves and the gnomes came from, along with a number of the other races that uh, that uh, exist in this world. It's even said that the Night Elves uh, only came to be because of the intervention of the Titans. Not They're not a direct creation, so it is said, but... From what I've heard, supposedly great, powerful beings that shaped the original sapient life forms... Well, that's certainly... Or at least, that's certain. specifically in regard to the dwarves and the gnomes. Invented them, I've heard. Yes, that's certainly a surface understanding. There's much, much more to be found if you dig deep. But more than that, their technology is still here, buried and hidden in the world, waiting for the right person to find it and make it their own. The artifacts of the Titans are powerful. Technology beyond even what any of us could build. Simple technology or something more? Can you imagine technology so advanced that it would be perhaps indistinguishable from magic? And yet requires no spellcaster. Requires only an operator. There's a lot I've learned about the world, and many things I've found that may seem so different that are in reality controlled all in much the same ways. My own explorations, I've found that even such seemingly opposed things as the holy light and the spirits are much more connected than I've found. And all of them governed by the same laws that would cause a stone to fall from your hand. It wouldn't surprise me. The Titans, so it is is believed by those who are more learned, did not just make the dwarves. They fashioned the very seed of life on this planet. Their great machineries sowed the seeds of life into forests, made the oceans, dug the tunnels of the earth. They are the reason this world is not elemental chaos. Hmm. And does all of the Cabal study them? The Titans are perhaps the foremost of what we can seek to achieve. The melding of magic and technology. The creation of effects so grand that magic ceases to be adequate to describe them. Hmm. 
And why do you, specifically, search for these artifacts? Because there is no greater source of power that one might be able to find. And power, while not the ultimate answer to one's problems, provides the most direct route to dealing with obstacles. Strength cannot be ignored. Orcs are the primary crafters of the land. It certainly makes things easier. How can I learn? Where can I start in my quest to discover? What magic do you wield, boy? I find myself proficient in taking a brief pause and looking Mamgem over one last time. I proficiently wield the powers of the light. That should be a new one. We haven't had a priest in our order. <clears throat> I've not run across someone attempting to blend these two paths in my own life either. Start with the most basic then. Heal. Through technology, make something whole. Not with your magic, not with your hands, but with your technology as a vessel for your magic. See if you can do that. And if you can find that spark, you'll find the first step. Keep rolling more than one. I see. <laughs> four, three, four is in that case. And why do you give me this knowledge? Why help me here? Because the more of us there are, the more work we can do. Fascinating. When you think you've got a good start, find the house of the arcane contraption. We'll help you learn some more. Well, you certainly are, uh, you certainly do seem to be fans of, uh, making, making people seek you out. Yeah, well, it helps weed out the unworthy. Or at the very least, weed out those who don't wish to walk. Well, I think you'll find there are many challenges to walking this path. Not the least of which is to your legs. Ask old Grim. Did he say Grim was the name of that goblin? Grim was the goblin who lost his right arm and his right leg. So did he lose them at the same time? Yes, it was spectacular. I see. Great your weapon, especially. Well, this is not a thing you could ever. I shall have to uh, learn more about the history of this organization. Perhaps when I can hold a bit more of a conversation about what it actually is I'm trying to specialize in. Each of us is our own individual, though we all gather together under common purpose. At times, we may be acting against one another. I know. Fanala is not a fan of my activities, and... Fanala? Fanala Bridkind, the human. Last I heard, she fled Dalaran when the Scourge came. 
and stowed away on some merchant ships to find herself over in Ratchet, and that's sort of where she got her start. Watch out for her pistol issues fireballs. I would expect nothing less. But she and I don't always see eye to eye, but when we're within the House of the Arcane Contraption, we work as one. <laughs> but each of us is our own individual. Grim pilots in a merchant ship up and down the okay, coast. Gotta be a warrior level 12. Finala is a hunter. Her focus is on more active with the Alliance. Myself, I have a background in vehicles and using the power of demons to create alternate fuel sources than simple phlogiston. I am both intrigued and horrified by this idea. Well, if you'd like to see something, follow me. And he starts to head out. I follow. And we'll pick up with what you see next week. Oh. Say goodbye, everybody. Farewell. Bye. 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 Bye.